Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. I am joined today by my friend, Rhonda Ortiz. We're going to talk about her new book, In Pieces. It is part of a series, the Molly Chase. Is that correct? Molly Chase That's series? right. Yep. From Chrism Press. Now, all my listeners know I am not a fiction girl, but Rhonda, I think you have converted me, at least to your book. <laughs> Welcome, Rhonda, and tell us a, uh, about yourself and your new book, In Pieces. Well, thank you for having me this morning. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm Rhonda Ortiz. Um, I am a writer, obviously. Um, I'm also a founding editor of Chrism Press, um, which is a really great story. Um, this book was involved in the founding of it. Um, it's a really cool story uh, for, for another time. And um, I am married to... Um, a theologian. Uh, so, you know, we talk about everything from theology to diapers because we have five kids and one on the way. So that is, uh, that's, that is the life of Rhonda. Um, In Pieces is my f- debut novel. Um, after 10 years of writing fiction, um, this was the first one, first story that I had written that I was like, this one's going into the world. Um, and here it is. Uh, oh, it's so beautiful. And of course, thank you. I'm, thank I'm you. Excited because In Pieces is located in my backyard in Boston. Of course, we were talking before we went live. The Boston in your book, In Pieces, is not the Boston I live 30 minutes away from. That's right. Yeah. In Pieces is set in 1793 Boston. So we were, you know, we were talking before uh, going live that. Uh, Mill Pond has not yet been filled in. The Back Bay has not yet been filled in. It's not built up yet. At that time, in 1793, Boston had a population of about 18,000 people. It was the third largest city in the U.S. um, at 18,000 people, if you can even imagine that. (laughs) So really, it was a backwater port. Yeah. Yes. And it, right now you could probably find um, 18,000 people on the T in the, <laughs> on the subway. Um, probably more than that, but it's at 10 o'clock in the morning. So again, it's, it's grown quite a bit since the, the, the time of your novel setting. That's right. So tell us, let's, so let's start there. Why 
Cologne isn't even colonial Boston. No, no, Earth. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah, it's early America. So this is uh, so it's the second. It's the beginning of Washington's second term. Um, so that's that's the uh, the timeline. If if you have seen Hamilton the musical, Hamilton is still Secretary of the Treasury at this point. So is, and Jefferson is Secretary of State. So that's the that's where we're at. We, they haven't yet quit either one of them, but they're getting there. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's uh, so basically the Wally Chase, the series is a historical continuity series, which means that it's one story that keeps going. Um, but then each book has its own story. So think of it like a mini series, you know, um, versus, you know, a TV show or one movie, you know, if you, you sit down. So, uh, so it's, it's a continuity series and it is a, romance primarily um uh but it's also a family drama it's a society drama uh it has a political suspense plot and um it has a lot of humor uh that was that was important it did have a lot of, <laughs> it's probably why it kept me reading i don't know why i have such this struggle with fiction um i have a degree in english so perhaps it was four years of college where all I did was read nonstop fiction um, that because my degree is in uh, literature. So perhaps that's when I kind of wore myself out. I I, I I enjoy coming back and like, Oh yeah, I remember reading for pleasure now. (laughs) I know my, I have a good friend. She's one of my early, earliest readers um, and was really instrumental in the development of this book early on. Um, And she, uh, after it came out, she binge read it. And then she, she quipped, she said, this is brain candy for brainy people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's smart it's fun um you know there's a little bit of you know thomas aquinas thrown in just for you know i'm a i'm a lay dominican so you know we couldn't couldn't get you know there's definitely some some serious themes and i can i can just give the rundown of the story real quick but uh there's some very serious themes but there's also it's it's pop fiction and it it is meant to be um it's meant to be enjoyable and read by uh, a wide audience. It's not a, it's, this isn't a specialty, you know, we're not aiming. I, I couldn't write literary fiction for the life of me. <laughs> I, I know I was always joke. I know my place in the echelon and you get the top is not it. So, oh my gosh. Um, but I write the best story I can. And it's very well written and uh, I'm very proud of it. Um, oh, so you the should story- be. Oh, thank well, before you. We, before we jump in the story, though, I just want to back up a little bit because even though this is a, a Catholic audience, not everybody, and I'm finding out, I just finished my manuscript. Rhonda and I were uh, um, messaging over the weekend as we were both rushing towards the end of deadline. I know we got parallel. Um, and we actually had to move our time together so that we could, I, me, not her, me, was just overwhelmed with this, my first. My first big girl book, I'm calling it. Um, I have discovered, so my book was, is about sacramentals. It's about the church uh, traditions and devotions. And I'm discovering so many things I didn't know before. And one of the things is all of these um, little, little secular, not secular orders, we're looking for lay orders, excuse me, lay orders, you just said it. So you said you're yeah. a lay Dominican. So just real quickly, I don't know if not everybody, I mean, I consider Knows myself that pretty is. Yeah. Catholic geek, you know, for 15 years, I've done nothing really but study and write about the faith. And I'm still discovering stuff. So just real quick, 
what is a lay dominicated and how does that kind of relate to your your work as a writer Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so lay Dominican, also known as a third order Dominican, a tertiary. Um, so um, early on, um, right after the founding, after St. Dominic founded the order and, and not long after his passing, um, the Dominicans um, um, created the third order, which is how the, lay, the laity can be incorporated into, formally incorporated into the Dominican order, um, into the order of preachers. And that's what I am. I'm, I'm fully professed as a lay Dominican, as a, as a third order Dominican. Um, and uh, so, you know, so, I mean, in, in some sense, you know, we live the spirituality that all the friars and sisters, Dominican friars and sisters live. Uh, we have devotion to, of course, the word as preachers. Um, and that, for me, that manifests itself in my writing um, mm. Yeah, I don't do a lot of, this is actually doing something live like this. I've done a lot of podcasts since the release of this book. This is my first time being live on a, uh, you know, face-to-face. So this is kind of new for me, but. Uh, you're killing it. You're oh, yeah, it. you know, we're, we're working on it. You know, I, we were joking, you know, we've got kids downstairs walk, watching Mickey Mouse, like some old Mickey Mouse cartoon. And I'm just praying, <laughs> please, please stay there. Um, and I explained to the, if, my, if my audience didn't run screaming with the two weeks of the parakeets until I figured out what to do with them. <laughs> Then they're going, little kids are not going to bother them whatsoever. That's right. And We're I, Catholics here. We and know, open to life. Love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're, we have life, right? We have children. We're open to life in, in every sense of the meaning um, in our lives and in our podcasts. I'm, I'm so in on this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And yes. I do love St. Dominic. Of course, he is... Um, contributed uh, attributed to the rosary devotion that we now know mm-hmm. um, yeah. through a, a um, an apparition with our lady which nobody yeah. believed until um, he appeared to blessed Alan and they was like no no really that happened Alan <laughs> LaRoche which is like Alan LaRock I just like all of these little things about our family yeah it's, yeah love it. Love, it, love it so yeah I do. Um, so is there a undertone to your book about uh, the Catholic faith? You said a little bit of St. Thomas Aquinas is in there. I know you don't call it <clears throat> biblical fiction. I mean, obviously not because you're not, there's no, it's not Catholic f- fiction. Um, but is there a bit of you and the faith in there? You know, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, so basically, and I'll just, just really quick, I'll just go through the premise of the story and oh, then please. I can actually, yeah. I could put, uh, I can, you know, uh, put the faith in here. Yeah. Um, so the the story is the central character of the book is, um, is a young woman named Molly Chase. Um, and the story opens eight weeks after her father has committed suicide in a particularly gruesome way. And she has, is the one to discover his body, his, his, uh, her mother, his wife uh, had passed away, you know, prior to this. Um, and, and he's, you know, grieving and, goes off the deep end. Um, and as a result, Molly has uh, what we would say uh, PTSD. She has a lot of flashbacks. Um, and of course, with the 18th century, you don't really have, you know, a context for understanding this. And so this is really problematic. Um, and what happens is her childhood friend, Josiah Robb, uh, he comes home from sea and, and discovers her in the throes of this um, and takes her home to be cared for by his family. And so this is all very kind of serious. Um, mm. And again, it has a, you know, 
on top of this, they said it has a lot of humor, which is sounds crazy when you put it next to that kind of serious premise. Uh, you know, spies, politics, chase scenes, you know, fights in hidden, hidden alleys, that sort of thing. Um, but I think so, sometimes, Rhonda, okay. you, you, I think sometimes you have to have that balance. I had uh, Laura Phelps on, Phelps on, Laura Phelps on to talk about her new book, Sweet Cross. And it, it really is that juxtaposition. Like you can't have all heavy content Right. Or you can't get through it if you don't have that balance where you you have a little bit of lightness that's like okay like yeah. a little breath well let's go back into it like i think that that's what makes your fiction work so beautiful oh is that thank you, you learn how to balance these heavier topics these um these moments these intrigue these all of this with this beautiful humor that keeps you reading i also binged it by the way i went to bed to read it and i figured i would just read it for the week and every night i go to sleep by 10 you know it's like midnight and i'm still like oh no i need to stop reading that's the best compliment you could pay a writer it was a page turner uh no I, that, that means a lot to me <laughs> um so good. Well, well thank you uh uh, so yeah, so I mean that's the that's the premise of the story. Now, what's really interesting is that the story it, again set in 1793 Boston. This is Boston at this time religiously is a really interesting place. Um, so you have the passage of the Bill of Rights, and the Massachusetts um, state of Massachusetts um, revised its uh, own constitution to reflect the Bill of Rights, and so you ha- all of a sudden have the free practice of religion, um, including. Um, including the practice of Catholicism. And so there was a Catholic community in Boston at that time. They were in a uh, uh, old dilapidated building that used to be run by French Huguenots or owned by French Huguenots on School Street. Uh, And uh, so you have a priest in town and everything like that. I mean, they they, they had a community, Um, I think mostly Irish and French. Um, And so basically, but the story itself, uh, the Robb family is Congregationalist. Uh, the Chase family is Anglican, but Josiah is had his, um, in his backstory a very interesting experience, um, a very kind of mystical experience uh, with his father who had passed away in the Revolutionary War in, at Penobscot. I, I'm sure any Mainers out there will probably correct my pronunciation of Penobscot, <laughs> but it was this terrible naval battle that destroyed, obliterated the Massachusetts Navy. And so anyway, so he has this... Uh, his experience that really upsets the balance of, of his understanding of God and faith as a child. Um, and, you know, and his, his grandfather, his maternal grandfather um, had been a minister. And so this is kind of in his blood. And uh, so anyway, so he's kind of an armchair theologian and here come my kids. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, it's totally hey, fine. Hey, Leo, you need to be quiet. Okay, sweetheart. I'm, why don't you, why don't you come sit with me for a second? <laughs> oh my gosh, how cute! And the name Leo, I'm just in love. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, well, I mean, this is the problem: is I don't have a my sitter. I I don't know what happened. So anyway, I don't we only have morning. a few minutes left, so it's all good. <laughs> anyway. There. Yes, you could watch another Mickey Mouse. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so. So Boston is a really interesting time religiously, and my character uh, reflects that. I want to Come here. Oh, this is Magdalene. Um, 
goodness. If you're, I'm just telling, if you're listening on the podcast, you absolutely have to go to my YouTube channel, go all the way to the end and see this adorable little face. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Not that your face is cute, Rhonda, but you make oh, well, it adorable. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And here we have another one. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this is this is the story reflects that um, interesting dynamic in town. Josiah also he's a sailor, merchant sailor. Um, he's a cap, uh, not a captain, but a first mate on a ship. And I've got this child playing with a light. I kid you not. This is like terrible. Um, Sorry. Man, leave it off. Um, anyway, so so he's um, he has a friend on the ship, one of his fellow mates, who is. Neapolitan. I actually wrote that character for my mother-in-law, who is New York Italian. Um, oh, I love it. I know. I, love that. I know. I tried to slip in a pasta fazool joke, but I, it didn't make the cut. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so anyway, so he has, you know, so he has, um, he does have a conversion story. It is a subplot. It's not, not the driving plot of the book, but um, it's interesting because, because Molly's father had committed suicide. And I think this is why. Um, I ended up with a conversion story, which I, I hadn't planned on. I didn't really want um, to tell the truth. I didn't want to write a conversion story. Those are hard to write well yeah. uh, and without going into preachy preachiness. And of course, um, you know, the, the conflict isn't theological for him. The conflict is, uh, the conflict is family. Um, his mother is a very devout congregationalist. I'm snapping. That's, that's how we're at. Um, anyway, so, so we have, um, anyway, so it's, it's good, but it's, but I think what happens is that because Molly is, has committed or Molly's father has committed suicide. I needed some place of, I needed a Catholic imagination for dealing with a reconciliation, uh, with her father. And that, that takes place later in the series, uh, that, um, we need an understanding really of purgatory, Yes, I love um, that. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's hard. Um, you know, it's hard to do if you don't if you're not Catholic. Uh, so anyway, right. so it makes sense in the in the grand scheme of the series why that would be. So Well, Rhonda, your your character development is amazing. I'm always in, I am always in awe that fiction writers can take that just from their imagination and create a person, a believable person that you can relate to, that you want to know more about, that you want, you're excited for, you know, part two, part three in the series. And then when you get to the final one in the series, you're devastated that you will not have time with this friend anymore. So thank mm. you for giving me a new friend, oh, Molly Chief. Thank you for this beautiful book in pieces. We're excited to see it develop and see what comes next. I will have the links to Chrism Press so that everybody can go and check it out and make sure they grab a copy of it. Thank you. I'd like to, to say in the final minutes of our time together. Oh, thank you for having me on. I think that's mostly a thank you for everybody's patience with uh, the, the, the four and under crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. I guess well, Mickey Mouse wasn't long enough. Oh, well. You know what I think they taught us, Rhonda? How hard work you gave to get this book done. Here I am complaining about getting my deadline, my deadline done. I don't have board under to bother me. All my own productive procrastination that kept me go uh, away from 
<laughs> getting it done. Rhonda Ortiz's new book is In Pieces. It is part of the Molly Chase series. Excited to uh, hold it up again. Yes, please. <laughs> it is absolutely gorgeous cover. Go check it out at Chrism Press. I will have those links for you and the sh in the show notes. Thank you, Rhonda, for spending this time with me today. Thank you again, Allison. I really appreciate it. Bless. You have been listening to a secret part with Allison Chris, distributed through Redbox Media. God bless. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.